0: Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. continue, we left off on the top of page 75A, the seventh chapter in the We dedicate this class to our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, especially those on the front line. May all the wounded have a full and speedy recovery. All the hostages return home safely. So, yesterday, the mother tried to refute who said in the name of Ra? once a person comes clean, confesses, and he's exempt of a penalty, even though later on witnesses come. So even without his confession, he would have been obligated, but it's too late. Once he confessed and he came clean first, then he's exempt. doesn't matter if the witnesses come later. So they asked, how could you say that? Because Rabbi Gamliel, by mistake, will either blinded or knocked the tooth out of his uh, Teviyabe, his famous slave, Canaanite non slave And he was so excited because now his slave got to go free And, um, and uh, Rabbi Yeshua told him, and he, he related to Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Yeshua told him, what are you so excited about? What are you so excited about? Uh, you confessed it's a penalty to release the f- slave if he punches, uh, knock his eye out, and knock his tooth out. It's a, it's a penalty. Since you confess, no witnesses, no one testified against you. You're coming and telling me, so therefore you're exempt of this penalty. So you free your slave is not free. So the question, so um, the question is. No. Because, because he said, because there are no witnesses, meaning if there would be witnesses, even if they came after he confessed, he would go free. So he said, There are no witnesses. That was a problem. Not that you doesn't matter if there's witnesses. Who cares if there's witnesses? The fact is he came forward before the witnesses. That's not what Rabbi Yeshua tells him. Rabbi Shua says there are no witnesses. means if there were witnesses, it doesn't matter that he came forward before the witnesses. And, you know, you got ahead of the witnesses. He, then he would the penalty would kick in, he would free his slave. He says, Rabbi Yeshua answered because Rabbi Gamaliel confessed. Who did he confess to? Rabbi Yeshua, he didn't confess to a court privately. That's not called a confession. That's what he might ask, but before that, so first the answer is that he can't confess to a private person. That's not called a confession. Of course if there were witnesses, it doesn't matter that he came first, he got ahead of the witnesses. That's not called a confession. Then if the witnesses were to come, then the penalty would kick in and his servant would go free. He might have says, but what do you mean? Are no, sure was the Abbas. And After Abelazar after and Nazaria passed away, he became the and the II in charge of the. She says, yes, he might have said, that's where we left off. He wasn't standing in court. He wasn't in court when he con- told him. He was at home or privately. He told him privately. But now, the Gemara asked, but Tanya, Where we learned no, the uh, the that Amale, another Brahis says, I'll be sure, responded Amgali. He was all eager and excited and told him, you heard the good news. My servant is free. He's not allowed to free a Canaanite slave, but because by mistake I punched out his eye, or I knocked out his tooth. Here, here he's free. So Rabbi Shua told him, Rechoklum. No, I'm sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but your servant is not free. Because you admitted, you confessed, and whoever confesses, exempt from the penalty. <laughs> And here, he didn't say, he didn't say there are no witnesses. He doesn't mention witnesses. It doesn't matter if there are witnesses. The fact that you confess first, you confess first, it, it, it doesn't matter. Even if witnesses come later, you confess first, you're exempt of the penalty. This confession doesn't have to be in court. the argument between these two brises, these two versions. Surely, my love. Surely, the argument is, Tanoi, is an argument in in And the first bright is the version that told Rabbi Shua told him, you have no witnesses." He holds no that the key is you have no witnesses. If there were witnesses, it doesn't matter. You confess. What cares? You confess. Even if you confess in court, if you come, if you come witnesses afterwards, you, you the, the penalty kicks in, and then he would be free. The high uh, with The version. The says the version that the Bishuah told him. you already confessed. So it's too late. There's nothing that can change that. It doesn't matter what happens now. Now that you confess, even if witnesses come, he doesn't discuss whether it was in court or not in court. If it matters, in court. According to this explanation, yeah, he was in court, and that's the argument. It was a real confession, it was in court, it was before two, three judges, that Bishuah was together with another two judges, and he confessed, and then, and the question is what he responded, if he told, well, there are no witnesses, so sorry, because if there were witnesses, then you're right, He would have been, would have been freed, although you confess, it doesn't matter, although you confess first, it doesn't matter, But the second version is, it doesn't matter if there are witnesses enough, you already confessed, it's done. No penalty. So sorry to tell you, hey, you Tevi Avde is going to remain your servant. So says mother no, you misunderstood. Everyone holds a of the and once you confess, you confess. One who said the virgin the first that said, that said that there are no witnesses because it was because even though you confessed and everyone holds the view and Allah says if you confess and then witnesses come you still examine but here the problem is he confessed in private according to the other version, he didn't confess in private. He confessed him in court, or he was together with two other judges. They said, therefore, it doesn't matter if there are witnesses or not. Who cares? It won't change anything. Once you confess, you, you precede the witnesses. He says, yeah. not everyone agrees with this. But Shmuel argues, Shmuel what follows it out that you're exempt? well since you exempt yourself, you came clean and you obligated yourself. You obligated yourself. So therefore, you're a good person. Taita doesn't penalize good people. You sin. We all sin. We're human. We're frail. We're fragile. But as long as you clean up your act. And on your own, you came and you confessed your sin publicly. You came to the court and he said, I'm saying, this takes a lot of guts. So fine, there's no need to punish you anymore. You're already punished enough. The embarrassment, the shame, the humiliation. Hey, isn't the law does not follow Shmuel. Shmuel says, <clears throat> in my time, what's the reasoning of it? What's his source? Where does he get it from? says in the passage, it's like a double expression, redundant. So it means, Im Im if he's found, the witnesses, how is he found that he stole? Witnesses come and testify that he stole. Timotze, a second, a second expression, is found, but that yonin. If he's found because the witnesses come and testify that he stole, and the judges will find him guilty that he has to pay the penalty, he has to pay double. That this comes to exclude the exception, Mashiach. If he confesses, it comes clean. Then when do we say say that he has to pay double if a if the witnesses testify? But if he self-incriminates, incriminates himself. When was the last time you heard someone incriminate himself? Everyone is constantly saying, it's not my fault, I never did it, it's my mother's fault, it's Trump's fault, it's everyone's fault, not my fault. When was the last time anyone came clean and said, it's my fault? When did the imposter take responsibility for a single thing? He never took responsibility for anything. It's always someone else's fault. Self-incriminates. Self-incriminates, then there's no Timmatze, then the judges will not find him guilty, he doesn't have to pay the penalty. But the problem is, why do I need this? It says in the others will the court will find him guilty, but not that if he self-incriminates and finds himself guilty. That's the reason we do in Yom Kippur. We spend all Yom Kippur incriminating ourselves. That, that's the best defense. There's no penalty then. You come clean. I sin. I sin. You're not waiting for the prosecutor to prosecute you. We say, I sin. I did this and that and the other. year, the whole list, ten times a whole Yom Kippur. I did in detail every hour base four times, every day. So you know, it's 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 like. <laughs> way to make friends and influence people incriminate yourself you know the guy says you're terrible you don't even know half of it, I'm much worse than you. Hey, no. and then the guy will start becoming your biggest defense, not so bad, come on take it easy, relax <laughs> if the court will incriminate you, will find you guilty then you have to pay double if you incriminate yourself Ella, so why do I need him in Matze to Matze? is coming to add that even made the Eden and will only tell me if there are no witnesses. The only one who's incriminating myself is myself. So then we say you don't have to pay double. But once the witnesses come, I don't need your, your, your confession. You're guilty anyway. So of course you're going to pay double. That way he says, Matze, Timatze, that only, no, only is coming to add. That only if there was no confession, all there was were witnesses. Only then did he pay double. If there was confession first, yeah. yeah. Shmuel will say, say no. I will tell you, I need him, it must for something else. with the thief himself. Tell me, he's got to. But the Chizkir taught that I need that Pasek, because the Pasek, other than that, I know the Pasek is talking about if he claims that it was stolen. He was with Bailey, he was watching it, and then he claims it was stolen. Then he has to pay double. But how about if he, imso- when he himself steals it? I'm sorry, but gonna begon- no, without the I would say the pasuk is talking about it was stolen from the Bailey. It was really stolen from him. That's what the mussar means to say. It was found out that he himself stole it. He himself stole it, not that it was stolen. From, it was actually stolen from the Bailey. He says, "I I can't return you the object that you gave me to watch because it was stolen." No, he claims it was stolen, but he's the one. He's the gunman. So that's why I need, him tematzei, to teach me that. We'll tell you, he needs it, like we learned Tanatavei, chizkiyo, that imatzei imatze, imatze is a generalization, a klal, a prat, a kal, even though the two words are together. We throw the, spe- the specifications between them, and it comes to teachers regarding the Ganath itself. When do you pay kefal? So therefore, I only have one pasik I only have one pasik I mean, Shmuel will tell you, I only have one pasuk. It's not extra. So one passer can teach me I made the boy uh, is but if Adam come afterwards, I don't have a pasta to tell me that even if witnesses come after you confess he's still exactly and I will learn about the gun the obligation of gun from somewhere else. So therefore it is an extra pass. Okay. So I'd like to give Mad um example that uh says we learned... That, oh, but I said, a oh, person, see, person sees a witness is about to come to court to testify against him. Uh, so he comes, he rushes ahead. I yeah, confesses. <laughs> I stole, I stole. I didn't, I didn't slaughter it, I didn't sell it. But I stole it. He's exempt from the penalty. Because he confessed. So we see clearly we see clearly the price says that the witnesses are coming that means but since he preceded the witnesses it doesn't matter the witnesses come too late I'm free so this, this refutes Shmuel so I'm a shmur responded we're talking about the witnesses were coming but they didn't end up coming once you see he ran in and he confessed they turned their heels and they went back home they never ended up coming if they would have ended up coming yes he would have to pay the double penalty the penalty the. <inaudible> the concludes. says, "Let the witnesses come, and let them come and testify." Meaning, let them come and testify, and let them obligate him. It won't help that he confessed. Mm-hmm. So Miklal, he's arguing, he's arguing with the Tanakam, Miklal, Tanakam, that it doesn't help. Once he confessed, he's free, he's exempt from the penalty, even if the witnesses come. Miklal says, no, let the witnesses come, and he will be obligated to pay the penalty. Sam Ali Shmuel says, you're right, you're right. I cannot agree with the Tanakhama, but I agree with Rabbi Lazar Rav Shimon. Rabbi Rabbi Lazarus Rav Shimon, the great Kavaz, I hold, I'm not a dominic, Rabbi Lazarus Rav Shimon. He says, according, according to Shmuel, he has to say that his opinion is not universal. His opinion is only Rabbi Lazarus Rabbi Shimon. Surely the Tanakhama argues, if the Tanakhama holds, that even if he sees witness, the only reason he confessed is because he was compelled to confess, because it's about to go public. It's about to so say he came clean because it's about to hit the newspapers. He comes and he confesses. The, the witnesses are about to walk into court. So he rushes ahead and he says, I confess I sinned. And nevertheless, the says it's considered a good confession. He's exempt from the penalty. Even if the witnesses come a minute later and testify, too late. How much more so if he comes clean and there are no witnesses? Nothing is compelling him. Of course, he's free from penalty, even if later on the witnesses come. So surely, Rabbi Shmuel cannot say his opinion according to everyone. The Tanakhama disagrees with him. So he has to say that it's an argument and an argument. He says the law follows Rabbi Rabbi Shem. But does the Rav have to say that his opinion is not unanimous? Or can Ava argue, no, his opinion that if once a person confesses, even if witnesses come later on, he's still exempt from penalty, is unanimous. Even Rabelah Zerab Shimon. No, will tell you, my opinion is unanimous. Even Shimon will agree with my opinion. If a person confesses, he's exempt from penalty, even if later on witnesses come, he's still exempt from penalty. This case is different he sees witnesses coming and he runs and he confesses a joke in this case he says let the witnesses come and testify because this is not a real confession the only reason we because you were self-incriminating there was nothing compelling in i'm gonna you had truva you came from a sincere place so there's no reason to punish him. you're punished enough you're embarrassed you're ashamed Here, it's a joke. You're about, about, uh, oh, you made a calculation. You're calculating. Oh, okay, I might as well confess. (laughs) Anyway, it's coming out. I have nothing to lose. (laughs) That's not a real confession. So in this case, he says the witnesses come, and then he will have to pay the penalty. But in the regular case, if he comes clean, and self-incriminating. There's no reason to punish him. Even if the witnesses come later, he still exists. (laughs) will agree. It makes sense that the Rav, when Rav said that if you come clean and you confess and you incriminate yourself, you're exempt from penalty, is only, it's logical to say, it's only in a case where he says, I stole, and then witnesses come and testify that he stole. But why? Why is he exempt? because he self-incriminated himself he obligated himself to pay the principal so if a person is incriminating until now he could have kept his mouth closed there's no one testifying against him you, 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 you stole you don't have to pay a penny keep silent you're coming to incriminate yourself okay you must be a good uh, upstanding citizen so there's no reason to penalize you. Aber, but Umar, what in the case if he says he said I didn't steal He's not confessing. He's not incriminating himself that he stole. No, I didn't I'm not paying a penny. <laughs> then, the boy, Witnesses come and testify that he stole. And now he has to pay double. And then he says you know what, not only did I steal, I also slaughtered and sold it all. So, a person self-confesses, it confesses, you don't force them to pay the extra three, in the case of the ox, or the extra two sheep, in the case of the sheep, so, but then Adam uh, then witnesses come and say that he stole and he, and he slaughtered and he, and he stole and he sold it and he is Chayim it's logical to say, even Rav will say he does have to pay the penalty, the extra penalty why? he didn't self-incriminate himself he knows if you confess for a penalty, you don't pay anything. So the, the principal he denied, but the witnesses came. He so had to pay the principal. Now that he's coming and saying that I I never I uh, I slaughtered and I sold, he's not incriminating himself. He doesn't have to pay a penny. He's not obligating himself. It's not a real confession. That's not going kind to of confession. Confession that carries weight that shows that he did tshuva is a confession. Where he incriminates himself. We're, he costs him. It's not costing him anything. I, stu- I slaughtered it. I sold. Do you have to pay a dime? No. That's not a real confession. So then, when witnesses come, if witnesses come, as long as witnesses don't come, we can't obligate him to pay. But if witnesses come later after his confession and say, testify that he's slaughtered, the stolen axe, <laughs> or he st- or he sold the the stolen axe or the stolen sheep, then he he does have to pay. That's what I'm doing. He said, "You upset." The students of the, of the yeshiva, because what you're saying is incorrect. Because Rav Hunda was greater than you, and he is the one who said this in the name of Rav. He obviously disagrees with you. He is the source. He is the one who heard this from Rav. He is the one that told us in the name of Rav that if we confess and then witnesses come, you're exempt. And he disagrees with you. How do we know he disagrees with you? Chips and so, <laughs> remember the story we learned yesterday <laughs> Rabbi Gamliel Rabbi Gamliel Rabbi Gamliel was excited that he was forced to free his tevi, slave Finally he had an out for Late. He comes all excited and tells Rabbi Yeshua What does Rabbi Yeshua tell him? Sorry, sorry to dump on you and tell you to be the bearer of bad news but your slave is not free because you confessed yeah. that there's yeah. no penalty yeah. he doesn't go free yeah. so what, what do we see from there? Yeah. How much, what's the, what's the okay. so there, that was Avchis' question to that. he said there are no witnesses he said there are no witnesses since it's only based on your confession no one saw you hit heavy after. therefore there's no way in the world he can go free so if this question uh, yeah, was, what if there were uh, witnesses? Yeah. Then it doesn't matter that he confessed uh, first, who cares? If witnesses come, then he would go for little, The, the question place. is, you but, bury it on but, but even line. if there are no witnesses, even if there are no witnesses, why didn't... Um, so he questioned Avuna, you see? Why would he go free if there's witnesses? So this this proves your point. You're saying the said in the name of David, even if witnesses come later, or since you confess first, you're free. Nothing will change that, even the witnesses. He proved from the point, he proved from what Rabbi Yeshua said to Rabbi Eliel, it's not so. Rabbi Yeshua said, the only reason Tevi will not go free is because there are no witnesses. But if there were witnesses, it doesn't matter that you confess first, when the witnesses come, you would go free. So Rabbi Yeshua could have answered very simply. You know why in that case, even though he confessed first, when witnesses come, there is a penalty? Heavy would go free. The servant, servant. servant You know why? Because, because little, didn't obligate himself in anything. What do you mean and he incriminated not, was himself? And sure that the tools. The tools were metal. I mean, the the tools. that? Oh, with his confession, he doesn't have to free him. He didn't lose anything. He didn't. Pay a dime. That's not called a, a self-incriminating. Self-incriminating means you incriminate yourself and you're guilty, and you're gonna have to pay a price. What price did he pay for for, for confessing that that he hit a slave? Zero. In such a case, you 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 just said Rabbi Muslim says it's logical to say in a case where there's no that's not considered self-incriminating. If I don't have to pay anything, there's no consequence to my confession. What consequence is there? If there's no consequences by my confession, then you say it's not considered a confession. That if witnesses come, then then then, then, then mm-hmm. there is a penalty. Oh, a. That's, why that's why That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. Rabbi Daver- Yisrael told them "I'm There's no witnesses, so therefore Tevi can never go free, but if there were witnesses. Even though you confess first, but in the case where there is consequences." When you do incriminate yourself, you admit that you stole and you have to pay the principal, then even if witnesses come later, after the fact, there's no penalty. No. Why didn't Ravuna answer that? Machister stumped him. He says, What's going on? You see. And you have to tell him, he did it out of court. It wasn't in court. It's not a real confession. He could have said even if it was in court. What difference does it make? Here's the circumstance. It doesn't matter. He never confessed. It's not called a confession. He didn't incriminate himself. There's no consequences. He didn't have to pay a dime. Therefore, if there were witnesses, even if the witnesses came later, you would have to pay the penalty. She doesn't answer that. So this disproves Rabbi whole point. Meaning, even if you don't discriminate, even if you don't incriminate yourself, even if there are no consequences, the mere fact that you confess and you came clean, you publicly acknowledge your sin, that alone, you embarrassed yourself. Mm-hmm. You publicly acknowledge your sin, that alone is enough that you are exempt from penalty, even if the witnesses come later. And that's why the Rav was stuck, the Rav asked, asked him a good question. According to you, why did the why did, why did, why did, uh, Rav Yeshua tell the Rav there are no witnesses? Who cares if there were witnesses? The fact that you confess before the witnesses, even if the witnesses will come, Tevye Avdeh is not going free ever this is this. that's why he has to answer well, was out of court it's not considered a, f- a full confession so this is proves Rabbi Amlil's point inside Rabbi Gamliel didn't obligate himself in anything he didn't have to pay a dime he asked, he questioned he brought a proof he questioned Rabbi Luna. he tried to refute Rabbi Luna. From what Rabbi Yeshua told Rabbi Gamaliel, he, he could have answered. That since he didn't incriminate himself, there's no consequences, therefore, it's not a confession. And if a witness, if there were witnesses, he would not have to pay the penalty and then he can free him. He would have to free him. We also the name of the argues with And he says, the person says, Ganaft, I stole. If a witness has come, that he stole pot, and he's <laughs> If like He says, I didn't steal. And then witnesses come and testify that he did steal. And then he confesses that I, not only that I steal, but I also slaughtered and sold it. So he doesn't have to pay the extra penalty. But then then he is liable. Forget Rabbi Yechon agrees with Rabbi Menduna because that's not called a confession. He didn't incriminate himself. There's no consequences. His confession. And mm-hmm. also agrees with Rabbi Menduna, but the Rabbah disagrees. No, there Huna disagrees. Rabbi Huna proves. Rabbi Huna disagrees with Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Huna is the source of this. Okay, Rabbi is, is one of the greatest. But Rab who is the source of this whole statement in the name of Rav. He says clearly Rav makes a blanket statement. Doesn't matter if you incriminate yourself, they are consequent. Look at the fact that you confess, even if witnesses come afterwards, you're always exempt. Even if there's no consequences of your confession. Just the fact that you publicly confessed in court. Rabbi Yechner and Rab Hunu disagree. They, they agree with the Rav that if there's a confession and the witnesses come later, then you're, you're exempt Not like Shmuel, they agree with that. But they, they classify what's considered a confession, and if you criminate yourself, there are consequences. The author of the mother says, I'll bring a proof from our Mishnah and from our Mishnah. Mishnah says if he stole, two witnesses testify that he stole. But how do we know that he slaughtered and he sold it? Only there's only one witness testifying it, or he confesses that he that he, that he took the stolen the stolen ox and sheep and he slaughtered it and sold it. Sham he only has to pay double. You don't pay four and five. The extra penalty based on one testimony, one witness testimony. And of course, it's surely not a Yom Confession. The question is, that's the mission. The question is, Why does he say he stole? There are two witnesses testify that he stole. Why doesn't he say, listen, he shall learn, Why doesn't he say, if he he stole, and he slaughtered, and he sold, and there's only one witness, or he confesses to the whole thing, in which he only paid the principal. Why does he say the principal he pays careful? Because there's witnesses that he stole. The question is regarding the uh, the, 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 the slaughtering and the Ella, surely a is coming to teach me gun of It's only a case where... If how do we know that he stole because we have witnesses? How do we know that he slaughtered and he sold it only because there's one witness? Only then be because since in such a case since he didn't incriminate himself there's no consequence to his confession that he slaughtered that he sold it now that he confesses he doesn't have to pay anything he doesn't have to dig into his pocket so we say natural. we juxtapose his personal confession is similar to one witness maa because like in the case of one witness, if another witness will come afterwards, it's not a bad day. Right now, as long as there's only one witness testifying that he slaughtered a soldier, he doesn't have to pay the extra penalty. You can't obligate someone based on one witness. But the moment another witness comes and you add the two together, now I have two witnesses, he would pay. So too, the confession is the same thing. We're comparing his personal confession to the one witness. It's not about Mechayev, that as long as he... How do we know that he's slaughtered and sold it only because of his confession? He doesn't have to pay the extra penalty. But the moment he also ate him, the witnesses will come along afterwards and testify that he's slaughtered and sold it, he would have to pay Mechayev. Even though he confessed, he came clean. he self-incriminated. No, but that's not called self-incriminating. You know why? there's there was no consequences to this incrimination. You didn't have to pay a dime. So that proves the point of... In such a case, that's not called a confession. But, in a case we're going to... If... Is a one witness who says that he stole and he slaughtered and he sold it. Or he came clean and he confessed and self-incriminated himself that he stole and he slaughtered and he sold it. In such a case where he self-incriminated himself and his consequences, he has to dig into his pocket and pay the principal. Then you can't compare his own confession to a case of one witness. He because he cannot in that case. Because in that case, if another witness comes and testifies and you now have two witnesses, he would pay the penalty. But in the case where he confesses that he stole since he incriminated himself, then even if witnesses come later, it matters, no penalty. That's why the Mishnah says precisely, it's only Mishnah only gives us the case where the theft. We, how do we know the theft? Not because he incriminated himself, because they're witnesses. His self-incrimination was only on the additional thing, on the slaughtering and the selling. So then we say that then if witnesses come afterwards, he does have to pay the extra penalty, three, the extra three or the extra two. That's the proof of ambition. where do we see the Bible? If he sees witnesses coming to court about to testify against him, so he comes, he rushes ahead, I stole. I didn't, I didn't slaughter, I didn't sell. Uh... Okay. He only has to pay the principal. He came clean. There's no penalty. Even though he confessed only because the witnesses are about to expose him. Okay, that's the B'rais. So what's the, what do we see from here? Why does the B'rais have to say. Why doesn't the Brahis say, I stole, I slaughtered, and I sold it or I sold it? Why does the the Brahis say, he confesses that he stole, but I did not slaughter? Who cares, even if he says I did slaughter? There's no penalty. is coming to teach me time and the the pot. The reason why he's exempt is only because he confesses that he stole, so he incriminated himself, and because he obligated himself and his consequences to his confession. Therefore he's exempt from penalty. but in the case if he says But if he came, if he says, I did not steal. And then witnesses come and testify that he stole. How do we know we stole? Because of witnesses. And then he says, I slaughtered and I sold. He confessed that he slaughtered and he sold it. But then, who witnesses come and testify? and he indeed slaughtered and sold the and Since he didn't obligate himself, he didn't incriminate himself in any way. You are liable. He's, he say he doesn't say I stole and I. I confess that I stole and I confess that I slaughtered and I confess that I sold. But then I would think that any confession he makes and any penalty is okay. He's saying no. I confess that I stole, I never I never slaughtered and I never sold. In other words, the confession, the key of the confession here is that I stole. That's the criteria. That's the only thing that matters. Because only that type of a confession is considered a confession. A confession that I slaughtered and I sold is not a good confession. It doesn't mean anything. Because it doesn't mean anything. There's no consequences of that confession. Only the only confession that matters the Braith is coming to teach me is a confession that I stole, which incriminates myself without consequences. So this proves Rabbi Echnan's point disagrees with Rabun. And Rob. <laughs> 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 no, you, you, your deduction from the price is not The mission he doesn't dispute from the price, uh, not so, not so. Why? Because He's coming to teach me to keep and the amege nafti. If he says I stole, even though he never confesses that he slaughtered and sold it, and then witnesses come and say, even if witnesses come and later on and say that he that he slaughtered and sold it, is also In other words. Really, I would tell you that even if he confessed just under, under, under slaughter and under sale, even though he's not incriminating himself, there's no consequences, it doesn't cost him a dime, it's still considered a good confession. And he would be exempt of the penalty. And even if witnesses come later, he would be exempt. He's saying, even a case where he did not confess, he never confessed to the, to the, to the slaughter and to the, to the sale. And witnesses come and testify that he indeed slaughtered it, took the stolen sheep and the stolen axe and slaughtered it and sold it, he would still be exempt. Why? He never confessed. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because since he confessed that he stole it, and he's exempt from paying the penalty of double, mm-hmm. so therefore there's no longer any penalty for for slaughtering and for sale. Slaughtering and sale is on top of the penalty for stealing. There's four or five. You only pay four or five. You don't pay three, three or four. Since he's exempt from paying the double because he came clean on the theft, so therefore, even if he he denies, he lies. I never stole. I never slaughtered it. I never sold it. and it Turns out he did. Witnesses come and testify. Mm -hmm. So why? There's no confession there for the for the slaughterer for the sale. Why doesn't he pay the extra three? The extra two because there's no pay for therefore since there's no four or five, there's no that's what the price is coming to. It's just good for Since he came clean on the under the theft. Even if he denies that he slaughtered and he sold And then witnesses come and testify that he did this, he did uh, slaughter or sell the stolen sheep ox. So why in the world shouldn't he pay that penalty? Potter that he's exempt from paying that extra penalty. My time of why. Because the tater says you have to pay five acts and four sheep. You don't pay four acts and three sheep. Mm-hmm. Since in this case he can't pay five acts and three, four sheep because he's exempt of the double penalty because he came clean on the theft. Therefore, there's no longer any penalty of four and five. Okay, now the Gemara says, "Let's say this argument. Whether what's considered a confession? If it's only a confession, we incriminate yourself without consequence. or or even a confession where it doesn't cost you anything, it's also considered a good confession. Let's say it's an argument. We learn the brayz." In two witnesses testify that he stole. Then another two witnesses come and testify that this stolen item he slaughtered and he sold. And then the witnesses that testified that he stole turned out to be Adam Amen, the false witnesses. So then Edom's Batla so since there's no witnesses. If there's no witnesses that he stole it, then there's no witnesses that he, he slaughtered. So who cares that he slaughtered? Who cares that he sold? Maybe he sold and slaughtered his own animal. <laughs> there's no penalty. What if who's uh, made it? But if the witnesses that testified that he slaughtered the sold, it turned out to be Adam's name Adam and false witnesses. So who? He... The thief has to pay the double, the penalty, because the first witnesses are kosher. The hein and the three, and and the second set of witnesses, the false witnesses have to pay, they have to pay him. The three, the extra three, or the extra two in the case of the sheep. Because they tried to get him to pay four, four and five, and they were false witnesses. So whatever they tried to do to him, you have to do to them. That's the opinion of the Tannik HaMeshach. Some really said in the name of Sumchus, Hamish Shalman Tashlami Keifu, Hamish Shalman Par Shnayim Laid. Sumchus said, and he said in the name of Sumchus, the the ADI, and they have to pay the gun for the double. And the who, when the thief... The thief has to pay mishalem to the owner. For a cow, for an ox, they have to pay three. And for the two, for the ram, and for the sheep, shnayim lie. So what explained. Wait, wait a minute. What is Sumchus saying? Hey, which din is Sumchus referring to? If Sumchas is referring to the first case where the first witnesses who testified that he stole, turned out to be false witnesses. So therefore they have to pay the Ghanif double, because they tried to force him to pay kefo. And the thief has to pay the owner three or two. Why should the thief pay the owner the extra three? If there's no theft, who cares that he's slaughtered? The second set of witnesses were not found to be false witnesses. Okay, so he slaughtered, so he sold it. But if there's no theft, maybe he, stole, he slaughtered and he, stole, and he sold his own animal. Why is there any penalty? Why do you say that the witnesses have to pay the thief double because they tried to, to, to force him to pay double? But he has to pay the owner because they still have witnesses testifying that he slaughtered and he sold. What do you mean he slaughtered, he, sold? he slaughtered and he sold? his own animals. There's no sin in slaughtering your Why should he pay any penalty? Vela, surely you have to say safe. He's going into the second case. But how could you say that? The rabbi said they're correct. But the rabbi say makes sense. Who? He has to pay double because the first set of witnesses are not false witnesses. So they testified he stole. He has to pay the penalty, the principal plus. He's paid double. Hey, and they have to pay the thief. Why would some argue? What's Sumcha's well, reasoning? Why would the Ghanav pay low, the, the owner? The the, the Why should he pay three? It turns out they are false witnesses. He never, he never, he never slaughtered. He never sold. Ella, rather, we have to say <laughs> We have to, There's something missing here. There's a missing piece here. And what's the missing piece? two witnesses came witnesses came and say to the thief Ganafta, you stole and when the thief says to the witnesses in you're right I confess yeah you're correct I did steal and also now we and I slaughtered and I sold nevertheless if you're able to I did not steal in front of you liars I stole I'm confessing that I stole but you are now you are false witnesses you can't testify that I stole it's not that I'm confessing that I stole big deal there's two witnesses that are testifying that you stole no I stole no one knew that I stole there was no one around I mean you weren't there your testimony is baloney, phony baloney. And I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. I'm going to bring witnesses to testify that you weren't present. I know. You were out of town then. You couldn't even have testified. What are you talking about? And, he brings, and the thief brings two witnesses that testify that they were both on a ski trip that time. Then the, the owner, okay, so he confessed to his theft. There are no witnesses. He came clean. He incriminated himself. So he doesn't have to pay the penalty. Then the owner brings another set of witnesses. witnesses. Another set of witnesses testify that he stole and he slaughtered and he... Sold the sheep of the, of the so the witnesses, this witness came after he confessed already to the theft. So the arguing, the arguing whether that's the argument between Sumchus and the rabbis. That's the argument between Sumchus and the rabbis. The confession of the confession of slaughter and sale that's a good confession cuz he didn't incriminate himself didn't cost him a thing didn't cost him a dime doesn't cost him a penny to confess that he slaughtered and he sold the rabbis say cuz he said according to everyone the first confession, he still has to pay double for this theft. Because here, the only reason he confessed was because witnesses testified against him. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though it turns out they're false witnesses. But they came to court and they testified. And, and then he comes clean and he says, hey, you know, I stole, but you weren't present. Fine, but the only reason you testified, that's not called a confession. So you have to pay the principal plus the credit. But he confessed that he, sto- that he slaughtered and he, and he sold it the question is is that a good confession because it didn't cost him a dime mm-hmm. there's no consequences to that confession he didn't exempt himself of anything he had to pay the principal he had to pay the the penalty the double the fine so anyway he had to pay the principal and the fine so it didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't, he didn't the question is the confession his confession didn't cost him anything that's the argument. The, Sabri, the rabbis hold that even though his admission, confession of guilt for stealing is because of the witnesses, so therefore it's not a good confession. And he has to pay the principal plus the fine of double, but then he says, I, I slaughtered and I sold it. That's a good confession. And therefore, a potter is exempt. So the first witnesses have to pay the keful, because they try to obligate him to pay double. Mm-hmm. So they have to pay him the kafel, <clears throat> And the thief has to pay the owner. Um, no, no, and that's it. But he's exempt of the three and the five. So the thief doesn't have to pay the owner the penalty for for uh, slaughtering and selling. Since the only reason he confessed because of the witnesses. Uh, so therefore, so the, the confession, is not a good confession. Because he didn't obligate himself. He didn't incriminate himself in anything doesn't the first witnesses who were found to be false witnesses. They have to pay the ganef, the double that they forced him to pay. They tried to get him to pay. But he has to pay the owner, he has to pay the owner the three and the, the extra three ox, cows, and the extra two rams or sheep. Because it's not a good confession. So when witnesses come and say that he slaughtered and sold it, he has to. The rabbis say, no, it is a good confession. So this is an argument it's in the rabbis and sumchas. The rabbis hold that even when you publicly admit your guilt, even if you're not incriminating yourself, even if there's no consequences, it's not costing you a penny, you're exempt from any penalty, consequent pen, uh, subsequent penalty. Even if witnesses come subsequently, you still have. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why he's, the rabbis say. That he pays the Kefal and that's it, and the witnesses have to pay him the kafel. He doesn't have to pay the the extra penalty. And some says he have to pay the extra penalty. So Rav the Ravika, uh, refutes this. Says no, it's not so. Really, I'll tell you. Really, I'll tell you. Everyone holds it's not a it's not a real confession because you, you know, you're not obligating yourself to anything. They're arguing Sumchus and the rabbis are arguing about something else. Witnesses that cannot be refuted is it a kosher witness? Again, so for example, also Sadi, witnesses came, but and they said to the thief, "Ganafti, you stole." and the Ganu says, "Yes, ganafti, but and Not only did I steal, I slaughtered and I sold. But he wasn't before you. You're false witnesses. And he proves it. He brings witnesses. And they granted the first witnesses to Adam's false. We proves that they're false witnesses. He didn't steal in front of For <clears throat> also and then two witnesses come and testify the ones who he was before them. He says, pleni." He says, "Yeah, there were two witnesses when I stole, not you. There were other two witnesses." Mm-hmm. So he proves that they are false witnesses; they weren't present. And then the two witnesses who were there come forward, the gunner for and they say that he stole, he slaughtered, and he sold, even though he had already confessed to the, to the to stealing and to slaughtering and to selling. And this is the argument. The Rabbi say he doesn't have to pay the penalty, the, he doesn't have to pay the four and five. The last witnesses cannot be found to be false witnesses since he confessed. Because since he confessed, you believe him. So you can't, you can't, you can't disprove it. Even if they turned out to be false, even if the second set of witnesses were testified that he stole, and he slaughtered, and in front of them, it turns out they weren't even present. Since he confessed, and he he says that they were there, who do you believe? You believe the the defendant more more than a thousand witnesses? He says they were present. <laughs> So they can no longer be found liars. When he says that they were there, he's incriminating himself. He says, there were witnesses. These are the witnesses. They saw me do the crime. It doesn't matter if later on... You, but the witnesses weren't there. We have witnesses that say you were out of town. And they don't even get lashes. They don't get the penalty. You don't get anything. Because if he does, if he testifies that they were there, it's more powerful than all the witnesses in the world saying, saying the opposite. It's not, it's not a good testimony. It's not a good testimony. Witnesses that cannot be refuted, can never be found to be false, we don't trust them. And it's, not, it's, not, it's not a kosher witness. Witnesses have to be able to be refuted. And if they can't be refuted, if I can't disprove, if I can't refute them, then... They, they can't obligate me to do anything. Before he's exempt, not because of his confession. His confession means nothing. No it's meaningless. The witnesses are no good. It is, good. It is a kosher witness. It's a good witness. So since his confession is meaningless, and his witnesses are kosher, that's why he has to pay. The thief has to pay. The Adam Zayman has to pay the thief the double. But the, he, the, the thief has to pay the owner the extra three for the, for the ox and the extra two for the sheep. How can you say that? No one argues with this principle. It's a unanimous principle, universal principle. The Yemite answers, do you if this is only... If it's a very vague testimony, they don't give a time, they don't give a date, by the specifics, I can refute you I can defend myself you say I don't know I don't know it's a joke You're thrown out of court so such a case, of course he agrees in such a case it's not a testimony The there's no testimony all it is is that he's confessing that he stole before them that 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 doesn't that, that that's not considered and because made him dummy. In such a case, the witnesses are kosher witnesses. The Master says, The witnesses who turned out to be false witnesses have to pay the Ghanav. Why? Why the the Ghanav, since he confessed, he should only pay Keren. Why, why the Ghanav didn't pay double? Why should the false witnesses have to pay him double to compensate him? Whatever they tried to do to him, they, 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 you do to them. Why would he pay double? He would only pay principal. I And here we learn. Tashlum the kefal. Only the kefal. The keran. In other words. No, no. He has to pay kefal. He doesn't have to pay kefal. The question is. The keran. He himself confessed. He has to pay the kefal. So anyway he has to pay the principal. So they only caused him a loss. Of the second payment. The penalty. Not the first payment. first payment he has to pay anyway. He comes clean. He says I stole. So, so why? Why should? So you're right. de The answer he only pays the second payment. The first payment he has to pay anyway. So it's not a loss that they cause. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Everyone ever.